Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The first Noel, we're going to be talking about Christmas stories, which is excellent. I love stories from the Bible. Reminds me of the classics every February. So get geared up for that. In February, we're going to have the classics again. We go through Bible stories. We find modern and spiritual significance and practical significance in those. But today, I want to talk to you about a story that I've entitled The Impossible. The Impossible. Now today, I believe God is going to speak to men and women. But this is such a special story, so dear to my heart, because my mom is so important to me, and my baby sister, and my wife, and all the ladies that are in my life, all the ladies that are in here and that are part of the church family, you're all important to me. But wow, it's amazing to me that since the Garden of Eden, the enemy has always tried to impress, sorry, oppress women since the Garden of Eden. It's, it's happened not long after creation, the enemy said, I'm out to get her. And some of you have felt that way as women. You said, man, I've gone through abuse. I've been through this and that. And some have gone so far as to say, I believe that I brought this up last week, said the woman was deceived, the man wasn't deceived. Well, then he was worse off than her because if she was tricked in her mind, I brought this up last week, where was he? Why didn't he protect her? Why didn't he do better at protecting her? But I'm going to tell you right now, God created them as a couple. He created the family before the church. They were created as a couple, Adam and then Eve. Adam should have known better. He wasn't tricked. He was, he was beguiled. He loved his wife. Who knows? He wanted to please her. Who knows how he fell into that? The fruit looked good or whatever. But she was tricked by the serpent, and Adam was nearby, and he allowed that to happen. And the enemy has been targeting women throughout history. We've seen slavery of women. We've seen sex trafficking. We've seen where women, for the longest, they were treated as second-class citizens. Some of them weren't even worth as much as a horse or property back in the day. Does that mean women are not valuable? No. Heavens, no. I believe in equal rights. I do. Just because a man can bench press more than a woman doesn't mean that a woman is not special. I don't know about y'all, but you know how it is. Women, guys, we're pretty clever sometimes. I think we're, we think we're more clever than we are, but women are really smart. Women manage a home. Women, sometimes women do double what the men do. They're managing a home, and they're working, and they're doing all this extra stuff, and the guy goes to work and comes home, and she's been doing double and triple in many ways, even if she's not doing physical labor like him. And sometimes women do physical labor. But I want to tell you this today is the Lord arrived on the scene 2,000 years ago, and he's always been on the scene. Scripture says he's omnipresent, so he's everywhere at once. He says, I'm far off and I'm close by. God is everywhere at once. But after the Garden of Eden, who knows how many thousands of years exactly, exactly, there's theories. The Lord had made promises about the birth of the Savior, and he shows up to a young lady. She could have been 16, 17 years of age, Mary. And he shows up. And then that's where our story, the impossible, begins. He shows up to her. And it's crazy because it's, Thousands of years after the Garden of Eden. And he shows up. And after man and woman fell in the garden, I love it how God says, you know what? I'm going to take my whole plan, and my whole plan is going to hinge on a young what? A young woman. So ladies, be proud today. Be proud today that you're a woman. 
Say, man, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the same gender that brought forth the Savior. That's powerful, ladies. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but God was speaking to me this past week, these past two weeks, to say, women, you're valuable. You're treasured not only in our sight, but in the sight of God. You're important. You're not just important because of what you contribute to the family. You're important because of what you contribute to the kingdom of God. Many churches have mostly women in them. This church has lots of women. We have men. We have great men as well. There's a lot of women that do a lot of things here, and that's excellent. But I want to tell you today, women, you've been through some stuff. Maybe you've been heartbroken by a husband. Maybe you've been heartbroken by a dad or even your sons or your kids. Women go through stuff. And this story, the impossible, is to show you that God still, he's always spoken to women. He singled out women. He singled out a woman to be a part of the plan to rescue the human race. Now, we'll talk about the man next week. But today it's ladies first, and we're going to talk about the story of when the Lord said to her, you know what, this is what's going to happen, and it was impossible. Somebody say impossible. Some of you have been given a word that's impossible. Some of you have been given a word that's impossible. You say, man, how is this going to happen? So let's get into this this morning. Luke 1.26, are you with me? Somebody say amen this morning. Somebody repeat this after me. Say, I'm ready to receive what God has for me. I'm a child of God, and I not only hear, but I believe, and I do, in Jesus' name. Luke 1, 26. Now, it begins a story. I'm not, I didn't want to go too far back. This is the cousin, the older cousin of Mary, and she's an impossible situation. Her and her husband were older, and God told them, you're going to have give birth basically to John the Baptist. All right? John at the time. They didn't know he was going to be the Baptist, the one who baptizes many people. I told you, um, I believe I told you uh, Wednesday night, many believe that he and his disciples baptized at least a million people, the baptism of repentance. So he was a great prophet of God. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she's the cousin of Mary, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. So that, that angel's been busy. A village in Galilee to a virgin Named Mary. She'd never slept with anyone. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. We think he was an older man. We don't know. He's not mentioned a lot in the Bible after this story, but he was a descendant of King David, and we know he was a good and godly man because God speaks to him too. Now, Gabriel, the angel from God, appeared to her, appeared to Mary, and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, once again, she could have been a teenager. They got married young back then. She could have been 16 years of age. We don't know. This translation is a little interesting. Someone just appeared to her. He's probably glowing, right, from heaven. Scripture says here, New Living Translation, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel, angel could mean. He said, favored woman of God, God is with you. Don't be afraid. I love it how every word from God begins with don't be afraid. So many, not every word, but so many words in Scripture. Don't be afraid. Right now, and I can speak to you from a place of authority because I've, I've been through a battle with fear. I've been through, there's been times I've battled with fear. I think all humans do it in different capacities. But God is always telling us over and over again in Scripture, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I love how I preface this word with don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, all right? Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel knew her name. Do you know God knows your name? He knows your name. He knew you before you were born. He knew of you. He knew what you were going to do. 
and he knew you were going to have a chance to serve him and be his child. You were called long before you were born to serve God. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. I don't know why that lights me up this morning. Favor with God? Yeah, a special place in his heart. He's going to do something great in your life. And that is for all of you in this house today. Guess what? Here you are on a Sunday morning. Maybe your family couldn't be here. Maybe the one person you're working on couldn't be here. I talked to you about that last Sunday. Maybe the one you're working on, the one you're speaking the gospel to couldn't be here. Maybe somebody else couldn't be here. But here you are, and I need to remind you of this. You're a believer. Let's go back to that verse. The, the previous verse. Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. He set you apart. He sees you as different and unique. Did you know when you accept Jesus, you've found favor with God? Did you know when you've chosen to obey God's will, you've found favor with God? Did you know when you've chosen to set yourself apart, to start reading the Word and praying, you've found favor with God? She must have served God for God to have chosen her for such a task as, you know, he's just gonna, she's going to give birth to my son. She's going to give birth to me in physical form, the God of the universe. How on earth? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Sorry if I ruined the story for you, for those of you that did not know that Jesus was going to be born to her. Okay, sorry, I jumped ahead. All right, stay with me. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. I love this verse. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of who? His ancestor David. You're going to give birth to a king. You're going to give birth to the Son of the Most High God. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Can you imagine, ladies, if God showed up and told you that as a teenager? Can you imagine, man, if God showed up to you and said, um, the son that you're going to raise, that's going to be me in the flesh. So um, not a big deal, but take good care of him because that's going to be me. And all of history hinges on this moment. Can you imagine God went to a teenage girl and all of history hinged on her at that moment? That's unbelievable to me. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Now, some of you that know the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah, how this story began, her cousin who received a miracle from God and a word from God, the same angel Gabriel, he questioned, but he also, he questioned in a way that was doubting. She questions in a very unique way. She says, how can this happen? I'm a virgin, just real innocent. And God expected diff different things from her and then from Zechariah because he was the priest of the Lord, okay? They would go into the temple. But she says, how? How, how could this be? Let's go on to the next verse. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Wow. What's more, the angel goes on to relate, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she what? Was barren. She couldn't have kids. But she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth, what? Her sixth month. For the word of God, for the word of God will never fail. And I'm going to repeat this a few times. That, that right there, you can look at that in the original Greek. And it says, instead of for the word of God will never fail, and we know that's accurate. What it says in the original Greek is nothing is impossible with God. 
Somebody look at me this morning. Everybody in this house, if you can, look at me real quick. Look into my steely green eyes today. Whatever color they are today. Look into my eyes. And I want you to say this with me. You're telling me, you're telling God, say nothing is impossible with God. Say nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. One more time. Say it strong. One, two, three. Nothing is impossible with God. Yeah, some of you are in a situation, you say, man, this is impossible. Something you've confronted in the past or now or something you're going to have to deal with. You say, how on earth? Well, the word of the Lord will never fail. Nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, look at this response. Can you imagine? Hey, you're a virgin, but you're going to give birth to a son because the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. He's going to be the son of the Most High God. He's going to change history. He's going to save his people from their sins. Oh, by the way, he's me in the flesh. He's God in the flesh. And he's going he's to sit on the throne of his, his uh, son, David. He's going to sit on the throne of David, and he's going to reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never come to an end. All of these crazy things. And then she says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. God is giving you a word today. Did you know that? Some it's more general than specific. Some it's more specific than general. But God is giving you a word today straight from the throne of God. And some of you, he's already given you a word. And the word today is I've already spoken to you. Now now you're going to just have to be like this young lady here. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I've received some words from God, and I'm still waiting. How about you? I'm still waiting. Maybe you've gotten a word about your family. Maybe you've got a word about your health. I've gotten words about this church and about our marriage and about our future and missions and children and the size of this church and the growth of this church and the gifts of the Spirit flowing here and all these things. And we've seen different parts of God's promise unfold and be fulfilled. But I, am, I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting for the complete 100% fulfillment of God's promise in our lives and in this ministry and in your lives. Did you know when the promise comes to you and you believe and it happens to you, that's a blessing for me, that you're part of my life. And when God blesses me, I'm part of your life. And that's a promise that has been fulfilled for you too because we're all the body of Christ. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And all of a sudden, God turned history on its head and said, these amazing creatures that have been treated as second-class citizens, pieces of property, women, they've been blamed, they've been abused, they've been traded like horses, treated bad. Women have always had their value to God, but not always on earth. And at this time, it was really bad. They didn't get, you think they got to vote back then? Ladies, y'all are blessed. There's a lot of equal rights now. Praise God. And it's not, not your fault that there were dumb rules and dumb laws back in the days with different governments and even our government and women couldn't vote. Just strange stuff. But you know what? Guess what? You get, to, you get to benefit now from people becoming more enlightened in their minds, saying women are just as good as men. Sometimes they're better than men. <laughs> Sometimes. So we're like, man, this guy, I don't know. Hey, we need women. We need women, and God, look at this. God's plan was going to be literally birthed through a woman. So she says, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. So after the Garden of Eden and all this mistreatment, you have a young lady here, the most unlikely candidate. Sure, she was very godly for the Lord to have visited her. She was very pure. Says, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. Wow. 
So this morning, my points are a little different. They're more like an outline, but we're going to go back over this story, and I want us to really get it in our spirit. So number one today, you start off with this story with an unlikely message and promise. It was impossible. It was impossible. An unlikely message and promise. I want to repeat this now. What promise have you been given? What has God spoken to you? You say, man, I've just always known that was going to happen. I've always known God was going to work this out for me. I've just always known God was going to do that in my life. Well, God gave that to you, and God spoke that to you. So what has he spoken to you? Is it about your family? Is it about your finances? Is it about your work? Is it about your walk with him? Is it about something you're supposed to give? Is it about something you're supposed to live? What is the unlikely message God has given you and promise? God's told me some stuff over the years, and I'm like, man, how is he going to do that? Just like, and I'm not even saying, God, it's not that I don't believe, but, I mean, how, how are you going to, I know you'll do it, but how? And God doesn't always explain how. See, doesn't always explain how. So she receives an unlikely message and promise. Right then she could have panicked and fled the scene. Right then she could have quit. But somehow... And that young mind of hers, that young, pure mind of the Virgin Mary at this point, she was the Virgin Mary at that point. She said, this is important. You need to realize that the promise God has given you is important. Lives depend upon that promise. Lives depend. Now, I know we haven't been given a promise quite like this. Some of you are like, man, but that's, she's going to give birth to Jesus, man. Like, they're going to have Christmas named after him. Like Chris, C-H-R-I-S-T, Christmas. They're going to name, I mean, the church of God is going to be founded. God's, God's people, the body of Christ is going to be founded on Christ. He's not even born yet. Like what a big promise. This is a big deal. But you've been given some big and amazing promises too, haven't you? Now is not the time to panic and flee the scene. Mm-mm. And many times you've given, been given an unlikely message and promise. It is, like the title of this message says today, it is impossible. It is impossible. You can't do it. And that's the beauty of a promise from God. You can't do it. You can't do it. If you could do it, why would he need to speak to you? You could just take care of it on your own. But this is a big deal. And the promises God has given y'all are a big deal. They are a big deal. Whatever they may be, they are a big deal. So she receives an unlikely message and promise. That's, that's point one here on my little outline. Not, not regular sermon points, but like an outline. An unlikely message and promise. And so we see her, her response is, look at number two. Please confirm. She wasn't doubting. She's just wondering how. A sweet, innocent young mind. How? I've never been with anybody. She knew enough, right? She knew enough to know that, well, um, I'm engaged, but we're pure. We're good little Jewish boys and girls. We go by the rules. We haven't slept together. Like We go by what the Lord says, and we go by his commandment. We want God's blessing. They were engaged. Back then, an engagement was like a marriage, but they hadn't been together yet. They hadn't lived as husband and wife yet. So basically, her questioning a little bit here is a please confirm. I see it as a question to confirm what she had just heard and believed as well. And almost like, will you elaborate? Look at verse 34. Let's look at verse 34 real quick. 
but how can this happen? She didn't say that there's no way. She didn't say, I don't believe you. No, she just said, how can this happen, man? I'm a virgin. Can you confirm this? Can you confirm what's going on here? This, this is a big deal. Like, I, I, am I hearing you correctly? So then we go to point three here today as part of my outline. We have confirmed. Confirmed. It's okay to ask God. He may or may not give you all the details. Now, in this situation, it was an important situation. The angel goes on to elaborate a little bit. It was an important, important, important moment in history. I'm going to tell you how important it is. We measure now on our calendar and in history, we measure dates before Christ, B.C., and dates after Christ as A.D., Anno Domini, meaning in the year of our Lord in Latin. All of history has been divided by Jesus before and after Christ. Before or during Christ, really, in the year of our Lord. Before or during Christ. So this is an important moment. So she says, how? I don't, I've never been with anybody like that. And it's confirmed. He gives more info, and he reaffirms God's word and promise. And once again, he gives a humanly impossible supernatural deal that only God would be able to promise it, and only God could ever do it. Let's go back to that verse. Let's go to verse 35. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Let's keep going. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. He's saying, yeah, this is going on in other places, too. I've given a promise, and it's happening. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. Next verse. For the word of God will never fail. Nothing is impossible with God. I believe... I, I, I believe this with my whole heart. You can read it throughout Scripture. I believe God loves to start something big with, with an, a, a desperate and impossible and unbelievable situation or a problem or an impossible promise. Now, she's not in a problem, but some many times we've been in a big problem and God has given us a word and we're going, how on earth is that going to happen? How on earth? Now, here she is in a situation and God has given an impossible promise by human standards impossible. And I believe God loves to start there with us. Right where you are right now in that situation you're facing, it may be impossible. But God is faithful. Faithful is he that promised. God will always do what he said. You've just got to be patient. You've got to believe him. You've got to speak it. You've got to talk about it and tell people. I've told people before that it throws them off. Say, man, we're going to have kids. Matt, you ain't getting any younger. You ain't growing any new hair on the top of that head. Well, kind of new because I shave it and a little bit grows back. So this is new from this last week. But I've had people going, I'm getting a new house. And I'm going, man, you got bad credit. <laughs> I'm getting a new house. God's going to bless us. And then I've seen God do it. It's sometimes we doubt, don't we? Well, if you do, just speak faith for someone who's praying according to God's will and believing something. Say, you're going to get it. That's what you want. That's God's will. You're going to get it. You're going to have it in Jesus' name. I believe. Tell people that. Tell people that. Say, I believe. Did, you believe that's from God? That's God's will? I believe. That sounds right. All right. God's going to do it. I believe God loves to start big things with a big impossibility. Only he can take care of it. I believe it's his method throughout Scripture. 
and even in our lives now, is give you some impossible promise. This way asks us to believe because only he can do it. Remember? I mentioned that earlier. He's not going to give you something. Say, oh, you, can you imagine the Virgin Mary? You can just make yourself pregnant by, you can just conceive on your own. Like a single-celled organism. Some of those different little cells divide by themselves and they conceive by themselves. But can you imagine? He says, no, I'm, here's how it's going to happen. And only God can do this. This way he gets all the glory. And it's always a test and then a reward for our faith. Test, reward, test, reward, test, reward. So it's been confirmed now, and that's point three today. Look at, look at number four here in my outline. She basically said, let it be so. Little teenage girl, she said, let it be so. Let's go to verse 38. I love this. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Some translations, I think she says, may it, may it be unto me according to your word. Like, just like what you've said, let it be so. This young lady never doubted. She just asked for confirmation. She's like, well, how? Well, here's how. Okay. I think after hearing that story from the angel, I would have said, but yeah, but how? After he told me how. Yeah, I know I just asked you, but um, how? Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. You're going to have give birth to the Son of God. And oh, yeah, your cousin Elizabeth is, is pregnant now, too. And she couldn't have kids. And here's just this miracle. It's going to be amazing. I just asked you how, but how? Hmm. She asked. He confirmed it. And she said, let it be so. She never doubted. What a great example for all believers in history. What a, what a woman, right? What a, what a young woman to stand in the middle of history where history is dividing. God's saying this is going to be a before and after moment right here. This is, I'm going to cut history in half right here. And it, it all hinged on a teenage girl. Number one. But then there was a man involved too, and this is powerful because he, was a very, he played an important role too. And I believe, I mentioned this last week, I believe that after man and woman fell in the Garden of Eden, our ancestors, Adam and Eve, the first humans, after they fell, I believe this was a large part of redemption, even physical and spiritual and, and, and uh, historic redemption for God to come back to a man and woman and go, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to redeem you now, a man and a woman. Oh, but it started with a woman even. I love that because the woman, it all went back to her messing up in the garden with her husband near her, but the, the serpent deceived her. And I love how God started his plan off with a woman said, you're a redeemed woman. You are loosed. You're blessed. Throughout history, you'll be remembered as the one who gave birth to Jesus. And now all women can say, I'm a woman, man. The Savior came through a woman. The Savior came through a woman. Let it be so. So this young lady, she's an example for all believers in history. She simply said, basically, my version, on the south side in Hobbs, New Mexico, okay, you said it, bring it now. Bring it. If that's what you've got for me, let it be unto me according to your word. Bring it now. Let it, let it be so. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning?